Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing paper? Swinging your tools the more you gave up. Call us the tricks of your trade. Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter. Don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade. Hello, welcome to episode 37 of the Tricks of Your Trade podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Serson, construction adjudicator, lawyer and director of Tricks of Your Trade. Today on my podcast, I want to talk to you all about chain of responsibility laws and the requirement for you to ensure that the building work that you are participating in or contributing to or carrying out is built in accordance with the National Construction Code. So the way that we see this materialise and go bad for subcontractors on site is when the builder has a design already in place and it's a fully documented job and you're asked to come along and install in accordance with their drawings. And a lot of trades have proprietary systems that come from manufacturers that are certified or engineered in the manufacturer's camp. And in light of seismic requirements, acoustic requirements, passive fire requirements, all of the little nuances in the National Construction Code where these proprietary systems are designed to slot in and give you a fit-for-use solution, there can be a, um, a big disconnect in terms of who is responsible for that. So when it comes to building work, the builder is effectively relying on each trade contractor to implicitly know their trade and to understand um, the nuances around their trade. And it's very rare that any builder will intimately know how every single trade on site goes together. So you as the trade contractor are there as in some states the licensee to maintain the technical knowledge about your particular trade. So there is an implied responsibility on you to be the expert in your field. But in light of the combustible cladding issue uh, that has cropped up and reared its head of recent years, new laws have been introduced in Queensland and New South Wales in Australia that effectively make any party in the chain of custody or in the chain of supply and install uh, or in connection with the building work to be liable for the suitability of the materials that are being used. Now, when I say the suitability of of materials, I'm also talking about fit for use proprietary systems and effectively anything that is required to go together in order to to achieve compliance with the National Construction Code. Now, I recently uh, attended the annual conference for the Association of Walls and Ceilings Industries, Sanctuary Cove, and Uh, We had a stall there, Tricks of Your Trade had a stall where we were um, talking to subcontractors over the course of a week and I had the privilege of meeting quite a few suppliers who supply architectural systems into buildings and some of the conversations that I had with these chaps was very interesting and really shed a light on what some of the more practical uh, hassles that suppliers, manufacturers and subcontractors are encountering when it comes to builders who just want to put their head in the sand in terms of a um, concept design or an architectural design where they come back to a supplier and say can you 
design me or engineer me a proprietary system to essentially achieve this purpose. And what they were effectively saying is that in a lot of instances where a builder will have a documented job already and that documentation will hit their inbox and they'll say, can you price up this job for us? Uh, the sub is the meat between the sandwich where the builder is saying, here's the, the design, the documented design, and the manufacturer is saying, hey, hang on a second, there's no possible way that what you're asking for or what your architect has specified will achieve compliance with the NCC. So the subby goes back to the builder and relays the information and of course the builder shoots the messenger and says you are hereby directed to do what we tell you to do and ultimately where subbies have to comply with the direction under the contract with the builder they're in this compromised position where they don't really have the ability to decline a variation or to decline a direct decline to carry out a direction uh, and subbies often will overlook the requirement for them to give the appropriate notices in that situation. So that's what I want to talk about in this podcast is what should the subby do in that situation to protect themselves and what should the manufacturer do to protect themselves as well. Now firstly I should add that the chain of responsibility legislation that's been implemented in Queensland and New South Wales is uh, predicted to go nationwide. So everybody that I've spoken to is saying that all indications are pointing that this will become legislation all over the country. So I don't think it's avoidable or something that we can overlook or um, avoid dealing with. And what subcontractors often say to me is, is it okay, am I absolved of this problem if the builder has directed me to build in accordance with their drawings, even if I know those drawings don't comply with the NCC? And the answer is no, you're still going to be in the firing line. So there's gonna be a couple of ways that you're in the firing line and the chain of responsibility legislation means that even the manufacturer could be in the firing line if they had knowledge that the system that they were providing uh, didn't, didn't and could never have complied with the National Construction Code. So the first way that the subby will come unstuck is obviously because it's the law. It is the law that we must comply with the NCC. You must build in accordance with the NCC. If you are aware of a issue that does not comply with the NCC and you still go and build in a way that does not comply with the NCC, you will be liable for that defective work. The second way that you're going to become liable is that the builder's own contract will require you to comply with legislation and it will also require you to indemnify the builder for any breach of contract including for not complying with the legislation. So while the builder's contract is a bit of a hypocrite because the builder's contract also says you must comply with the direction, the building contract itself you you can find yourself in a situation where the builder gives you a direction and still can sue you for breach of the contract by not complying with legislation or not building in accordance with the NCC. So what would inevitably happen is that when the builder comes unstuck or it becomes identified that the work that you did didn't comply with the NCC and hopefully it gets identified before there's a fatality because in the case of the combustible cladding that wasn't the case and if uh, if there is a catastrophe or some kind of public liability event and you haven't built in accordance with the NCC then you're going to um, most definitely find yourself quite likely in some kind of court action. 
So the builder will inevitably give you a direction to rectify and then you're going to have to go and do all that rework and it's gonna be very difficult for you to substantiate a claim to be paid for the rework off the back of the direction, given that the work never complied with the National Construction Code. And the builder's contract is likely to say that if you're aware of anything that doesn't comply with the National Construction Code that you have to tell them, or that if you become aware of any ambiguity or discrepancy, uh, then you have to tell them, or if anything comes to your attention in terms of a buildability issue, um, that you actually have to tell them before you go ahead and do the construction work. So I'm sorry to say this, this is yet another way that the subby finishes last in this situation because you're going to have a manufacturer who's going to want to su supply one particular thing for you uh, that does comply and you're going to have to carry the can in terms of going back to the builder and getting the builder to pay you for a variation. And with a lot of the design and construct contracts that are floating around these days, um, the, the design and construct contracts often have very broad brush terms in them that require the subby to have allowed for all possible scenarios or basically to have allowed to build in accordance with the National Construction Code based off preliminary drawings or a pre pre preliminary design. So what I'm saying is you might not even be entitled to a variation for the different system that the manufacturer is saying you need to install. So this is something that subbies need to be really aware of. Um, I'm gonna do a separate podcast about design warranty uh, certificates as well, but that is something that you really need to be aware of before you sign the contract because the builder will likely have a deed in the back of that contract that says that the manufacturer has to sign a design compliance certificate for you for chain of custody legislation and if you have a manufacturer who's saying to you, mate, this is not going to work in the design the builder has put together, um, I'm not gonna give you that, then you're going to be in a real lot of hot water at the end of the job when you can't get one. So if you find yourself in this situation and the builder is saying, I hereby direct you to do A, B and C, and you know that what they're directing you to do does not comply with the National Construction Code, what you need to do is you need to stop um, give a notice of dispute under the contract. If it's the case that the builder hasn't yet given you the proper direction to do it in a specific way that doesn't comply, then you would start with an RFI. And so you give an RFI, you give a claim for extension of time if, if applicable. If you're not able to progress your work while that's resolved, you might need to give a notice of extension of time or a notice of delay. Uh, so make sure you check the clauses in the contract and if you need some help with that reach out because that's what we do we can help you with that sort of stuff um, but you would effectively give an RFI stop work don't carry out the work until it's resolved get an extension of time for it get paid a variation to do the different job if you're entitled to a, to a variation and if the builder gives you a written direction to build contrary to the National Construction Code, then you need to give a notice of dispute and escalate it because you simply cannot break the law even if the builder is directing you to. And I know it seems absurd, but even if you do comply with their direction, you will still be the one in the firing line for carrying out the building work that doesn't comply. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. It's more of a technical uh, podcast than I normally like to do, but it is something that has come up again and again and again with seismic, acoustic, passive fire, um, architectural systems, 
um, cladding, combustible cladding materials, all sorts of things like that. So it, it is very important that you have a look at your trade work and identify any potential for this to go bad for you. If you have any questions about what I've talked about on this podcast, feel free to drop me a good old-fashioned email at questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. If you would like a systematic approach to your contract administration and getting paid, head on over to our website and check out the Subbies Toolbox. You won't be disappointed there. And just one last time, our web address is www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au. Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing papers? Swinging your tools the more you gave up? Call us the tricks of your trade! Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter, don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade!